Patriots strong friends and family. I know the environment looks different. I am currently recording from the floor of a family room in an ICU unit of Christ Hospital. Um, I know if you guys have been following, you know John's story, but he told me that if I missed this interview, he would never forgive me. And it is a complete honor to be talking to uh, America's general right now. General Flynn, thank you so much for taking the time uh, just to join me and hop on. I am so appreciative. Oh, it's amazing. And, and you know, when I, when uh, Melissa, who has helped us arrange this, was telling me, you know, about uh, what was going on, I was like, wow, they still want to do it. I mean, and, and it's like, you know, so I, I'm, I'm honored that you, that, that you and your husband feel that way, um, you know, as far as doing this thing. So, yeah, let, let's get into it. And, and, uh, and I, and I uh, would just ask all the, all your audience to, you know, to say some prayers for John, because I guess he's been in there quite a while. Yes, and thank you so much. Um, you know, we have to have the faith of a mustard seed and uh, keep going. We have to know that everything's going to be okay and work out. Um, we're in the best place possible for his situation right now. So he uh, he told me, you know, continue on. I'm 10 feet away from him. Um, you know, everything's well, going to be you. okay. I really, I, I really, uh, you know, I mean, I'm really, really uh, appreciative of, of uh, what you're doing. Um, and then and then let's just so let's have a conversation and and uh, and pray for the best. And hopefully things get resolved, uh, you know, in a positive way for uh, for John. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, so jumping right into it, General, you wrote a book called The Citizen's Guide to Fifth Generation Warfare, which mm -hmm. goes into the agendas that are being pushed, you know, onto American citizens uh, by the globalists and the left, the elite, you know, World Economic Forum. Um, before you go into your book, I can relate to that. I was a kindergarten teacher for eight years. I taught oh. preschool and kindergarten. Um, I worked for one of the largest childcare, daycare companies in the country, Kindercare, and stood up and exposed their LGBT Pride Month curriculum that they were pushing for all the teachers to teach the, the little mm -hmm. kids. Mm -hmm. um, and I know you are huge, you know, save the children, local, uh, local action makes a national impact. So whenever um, I was given that uh, curriculum, you know, I did all that I could to expose it. It's not my uh, uh, way of thinking that I should uh, groom minors and other people's children because of this absurd yeah. leftist agenda. But standing mm -hmm. up to that, um, you know, I stood up against the uh, the vaccine that they required, the testing they required. I got fired, but that school is no longer open. It is closed now. So uh, living proof, local action, makes national impact, one school at a time, saving the kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, so first of all, thanks for, for that background and, and for, uh, you know, you standing up on your principles and, and your values and your beliefs. I mean, that's one of the things, this, this idea of, uh, you know, this war of narratives, but this, this word wokeism, right? Wokeism. It's like the new religion. It, it's a, it it's is. a, it's a religion being imposed on this country, uh, whether we like it or not. And it's being, it's being like, you know, pressure that the pressure that people are under, particularly young people, uh, especially, especially kids, but, but even young people that were this idea that if you're not woke, right, then, uh, or, or this idea of wokeism where they, where they push this ideology 
of accepting behaviors that have always been unacceptable or have always been, you know, sort of way, way outside the, the mainstream. You know, it's not that we want to say to, uh, it's not my, shut my phone down. It's not that we want to say to people, look, you don't have the, the right or, you know, or to do what you want to do, but to, to force it on the, re the rest of society is not something that uh, we should be doing in this country. We should not be forcing behavior, especially on children, Absolutely. without the consent, without the consent of parents, right? Right. And and uh, the 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 key thing that people for people to understand in this country, most most families these days are are single parent families where it's just the mom pr principally. You know, there's there's a, there's dads out there that have custody of their children as well, but it's generally moms in this right. country. And women who are who are uh, who are having to be, you know, they're having to, to work their tails off, and they're also having to raise their kids, right? And 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 what they do is they turn around and they find out that their kid comes home with some book out of the library, or their kid starts talking to them about, you know, about sexual behavior and sexual promiscuity in a right. in you know that they're being taught in elementary school or secondary school, like you know, junior high and stuff. And then and then God help us, the kids that are that get to high school and they're, and they're in this, they're in this place where that's like, how, how do we ever get here? So, you know, it's a, it is, it's a new religion that's being, that's being imposed on this country uh, by a minority. Believe me, folks, it's not the majority, but, but they have control of the levers of power uh, of the government and certainly of the media. Yeah. And, you know, it, it takes people standing up um, just because the masses seem to be in control doesn't make doesn't make it right um and uh, you know i think little by little more people are waking up and like you said it is the moms and you've spoken on this before the moms that are standing up and protecting their kids right. um and just because you're one person doesn't mean that you can't make a difference you know it's the right. moms that are making a difference yeah, I mean, let me talk to that if you don't mind. It's Courtney, right? And yes. and uh, I know we've we've uh, you know just really become sort of just and, and this is sort of our initial uh, um, uh, interview, and and hopefully uh, we'll get a chance to do these again. But you know, I, I become a huge, huge fan of Moms for America, right? Uh, uh, Kimberly Fletcher, and it's been around since two thousand and four. She's a wonderful mom, and she's a wonderful woman, uh, and she's brave. And and she's been the, the national chapter president of Moms for America for a long time, for 20 years. And she's been right from the beginning. And only recently have people started to really, you know, wake up right to to uh, all of these things that we've just been talking about. So I, I do think that if people want to find uh, places to get involved, that's an organization that I'm a big fan of. I also you know run our own organization called America's Future. You know, we're one of the oldest nonprofits in the country, and we do have a a a big project ongoing called Project Protect and Defend Our Children. And people can go to americasfuture.org. Uh, I'm sorry, americasfuture.net, um, uh, americasfuture.net, or Moms for America. I think momsforamerica.com. Go find these outlets, right? Go find these outlets and become, you know, and join them somehow. Right, whether you create your own chapter, whether you support them, whether you you follow them, whatever. 
But I, I just think that what has happened is people have sort of tuned out uh, because there's so much noise. And that's one of the things that we do talk about in, uh, in our Citizen's Guide to uh, Fifth Generation Warfare, because the level of noise is as high as I've ever seen it. Uh, and if there's a lot of distractions, there's a lot of shiny objects that, that, the, that the left, you know, this wokeism tribe wants us to look at instead of actually focusing on what they're actually doing. And one of the things that they're doing is, and you mentioned being a kindergarten teacher, you know, they're, they're inside of our education system in a very deep and, uh, yeah. and, and, and not meaningful way. They're inside of our education system and have been for many, many decades. And now all of a sudden we're realizing that our children are being, have these, these transgender, primarily men, you know, going into elementary schools, you know, and, and doing these, these, you know, just incredible things. And I, you know, I get kind of, I look at them and I look around at the audience because there's parents in these, in these, uh, in these, you know, these, basically these kindergarten classes that are teaching right. this idea. And I say to myself, how can this be? I mean, to me in the past, that would be, people would be getting arrested for, for, you know, for sexual abuse or child abuse. And yet parents are allowing this to happen. So I, it makes me wonder about the, that generation you know, about what they're accepting for their children. You know, it's, it's because believe me, you know, I'm, I'm a very open-minded person, always have been. You can't serve in the military like I served in the military and not be open-minded to, uh, to what's happening. You know, you, you trust people for, their, for the character of their content, right? Very, right. very uh, statement by Martin Luther King, not, not for the color of their skin or, or what they, you know, what they do, but what, what we have to be attuned to is this forcing of behaviors on our society that are not acceptable? You know, they're just not acceptable. And and uh, and I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry about that. But it's and, and it's not that I don't accept it. It's just that you know, why do I have to accept be, the behavior of you because you have access and and control of the media? You have access right. to the yeah. Department of Education. You have access to the these school boards, right? And I think for somebody like you uh, and your audience, you know, I want to encourage women. And I, I met one the other night who came up to me and said, I thank you so much for for your message. I got involved in running for our school board and now I'm on the school board. This is up in one of the counties here in Florida. And it made me feel so good because I'm like, that's exactly the point. We can't keep complaining. We have to get involved. And whether it's. Right. You know, being a fiercely independent podcaster or being somebody who who's listening, who says, you know what, I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go get involved. I'm either going to go run myself, particularly for school board, or I'm going to um, I'm going to get behind somebody that 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 I believe in and, and that I trust. So that's the kind of stuff when I say local action has a national impact. That's the kind of stuff that I want people to understand. How do you do that? Absolutely. And, you know. You have to make your voice heard. You have to stand up for what you believe in. If you fall in the masses and just stay silent because you think that you won't have any kind of impact, then you're, uh, you know, really part of the problem. You have to stand up. You have to make your voices heard. And, uh, you know, um, John and I have actually, we've met you a handful of times at rallies across the country, Clay Clark events and such. Um you know, Emily Peterson has introduced me to you uh, mm -hmm. personally, mm -hmm. and 
it's just a community of people that are trying their best to make their yeah. voices heard, you know, to to make a change. So uh, I mean, let's just talk about Emily for one for a brief moment because yeah. she's a really. I mean, these are brave. These are brave young ladies who have families, and they don't have the time to to do these things. But you know what? You know they she, you know they stood up and they got all the way to the governor of their state because they just weren't going to put up with the nonsense that was happening in their right. schools. And this was back, you know, not, not too long ago, but with the mask mandates and all the stuff that they were doing to children. And it was affecting children's behavior. It was just affecting the growth of their, of their children. And so, um, you know, and, and so they, they stood their ground, they stood their ground in their, in their community, in their County. And it got all the way to the, to the governor of, of, uh, of Iowa. Right. And, and, uh, and, and it caused the governor to make some really strong and bold decisions. And I give uh, the governor there, you know, a lot of credit for doing that. But I, I do think that, you know, we, we have to now, now it's a long game, right? That was the short game during that period of time. So there was a lot of visibility and a lot of, a lot of other, you know, a lot of other uh, information that was around was going on that, that, that actually pro it probably helped get to that level of national attention, which it did. Right. It was local action national attention but now we have the long game and the long game is they are going to not give up so they being this 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 very small minority in this country that is on this left you know the left side of the of the left margin and uh, they're not going to give up they're not going to wake up tomorrow and go geez you know what we've screwed these people we've hurt our children we've done all these things to our country they're not they're gonna they're gonna triple down and so we have to also prepare ourselves for the long haul here. And we that's why we have to stay, get involved and stay involved. And I would love to see more and more young people, you know, like, like, uh, 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 you know, a Kimberly and, and others like yourself get involved and Emily. And I mean, all these, you know, I mean, you know, I'm dealing with something right here in my own, in my own County with uh, a gal by the name of Tanya Paris, who's a, she's the uh, Sarasota County, Moms for America chapter president. And, you know, and we have we have people in our own county that we are paying taxes to that are shutting them down. Right. And all they're doing is they're, it's a nationally based organization, Moms for America, and they're standing up for children and trying to protect children. Yet we have, you know, in this case, a, a county hospital, which is a taxpayer funded hospital that is shutting them down, shutting their voices down. I mean, how dare they do that? How how childish, you know, right. are they to do something like that? So, you know, like, like my mom, my mom used to say, and I just posted it, that you know, if you can't uh, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen, right? <laughs> so it's just it's it's just what it is. But we have to be now prepared to sacrifice for the long haul, and that sacrifice means getting more involved in our communities. Right, absolutely. Um, before we hop off, I know you have a little bit of time left. Can you go into what your book, The Citizen's Guide for Fifth Generation Warfare, really is and how we can stand up against the globalists and against the world economic form, how we can rise above their end goals? Yeah. So and, and uh, The Citizen's Guide to Fifth Generation Warfare, we wrote it basically because of what was happening all around us, right? We are in this war of narratives, this war for our minds. Uh, and and uh, when when we talk about, you know, I mentioned earlier wokeism and and uh, and this idea of you know sort of a new religion, right? A religion where the government is our 
is our God and, and, and God is not our God, right? So fifth generation warfare is a form of warfare that's irregular, hybrid, unrestricted. You know, the Chinese uh, Communist Party, they actually wrote the book on unrestricted warfare back in the late 90s. It's, it's available online. People can go get that, uh, that particular book. Or it's a pamphlet, actually, and I, I, I've read it a bunch of times. But the Citizen's Guide, look, myself and Boone Cutler, Sergeant Retired Boone Cutler, uh, what we decided to do months ago now, probably close to a year ago, when we were sitting down talking about it, we were like, you know, we knew what was happening. We had put some pen to paper. You know, we'd given it a lot of thought. We both had, you know, uh, years in psychological operations and years in intelligence. And we said, we've got to put something together that doesn't just have meaning for people in the military or people who are veterans who would understand the terminology. We needed to be able to state it in a way that was sort of in layman's terms. And that's why we call it the citizen's guide. So we created, you know, we created this, this really this small book. It's a great guide. And we wrote it, we wrote it, uh, we, we crafted it like a military manual, you know, so people could, you know, could kind of, you know, read it and take time going through it because we broke it into sections. It's a very, very easy uh, document to read, an easy guide to read. Right. Fifth generation warfare is like, you know, there we've def we define all the other generations of warfare, first, second, third, and fourth. And we, and we define fifth generation warfare. We provide some other definitions in there that people need to understand. We actually give end of section uh, exams. We give tests right at the end of each chapter. And it causes you to go back into the previous chapter that you just read. It causes you to critically think. That's what we want people to do. We want people to critically think. And that's one of the ways to win. We also talk about how it is to win. We go through a couple of sections, chapter eight and chapter nine. Chapter eight's great, you know. We also have appendix one. Appendix one are, is really, we call it, you know, we call it 5GW rules for victory, right? Rules for victory. And then we, there's basically 10 elements that we lay out in there. And then we go through and analyze each element. And those are the ways that you can overcome if you do critically think. Don't, don't get emotional. You know, don't let emotions overcome the argument, right? Critically think, take a step back, take a deep breath, stay steady and do your research. And one of the things that we do provide in the book is we provide not only answers to many of the debates that are ongoing today, but we provide places for people to go find additional answers. And lastly, uh, lastly, Courtney, that one of the things that I that we bring out in the book is we bring out the idea that this is not uh, a battle between neighbors, right? And between family members or between friends, because the 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 um, the way that the left has this globalist elite, right? And I, and I, when I say the left, you know who are they? Who's this left? It is a globalist elite. It is a new world order. It is it is sort of led by this World Economic Forum crowd. And it's again, it's a small group of globalists, but they're very powerful. And you know, you say, well, why would these people? They're so rich and they're so powerful already. Why would they want to do you know do this? Because they want more power and they want more wealth. And they think that they have a better idea of how the world should operate. So that's that's in a nutshell, that's who we're up against, because it's sort of for us as Americans, we still have our Constitution. We still have hope. And this is not about neighbor versus neighbor or friend versus friend or family member versus family. 
member, right? This is about, right. you know, freedom versus tyranny. That's really what this comes down to at the brass tax level. There, there is a body of people and they talk about, you know, they talk about enslaving the po- the, world, the global population. They talk about uh, genetic, genetically re-engineering those of us. I mean, that's what transhumanism is. Transhumanism is trans is change. You know, humanism is the is the idea, the study of humans. So they want to change this idea of what a human being is. And they talk about artificial intelligence and and create, you know, connecting machines to to humans. I mean, when you listen to these people, you say to yourself, these people are nuts. But that's but this is what we're up against. And so they they have control of levers of power in our country. And and what we have to do is we have to wake up, you know, talk about wokeism. We have to wake up to this. So when we uh, conduct our Reawaken America tours, right? Reawaken America, our next one's down in, in Miami, the 12th and 13th of May. And there's still tickets. People can go to timetofreeamerica.com to get tickets. But when we talk about Reawaken America, it is, it is reawakening America versus, you know, the this great reset, right? The great reawakening versus the great reset. And we as Americans, we're the last bastion of freedom here for humanity. And, uh, and and I just think we have to do everything that we can uh, to to overcome that. And the, and the most important thing that people can do is get off their couches, so to speak, and get involved in their communities. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I know you're pressed for time, so I will let you go. Um, I hope that we can hop on again um, whenever you are free, you know, whenever we both have more time just to go in more depth of everything that's going on uh, you traveling with the reawaken tour all of the speakers you know you're really doing the justice for the community people need to see and hear what they have to say so i'm so grateful for you for clay clark for mel k for all of the speakers that are taking their own time and traveling you know to help reawaken america so thank you general Thank you, Courtney, and thank you, uh, and I appreciate you where you're at with John, and uh, and I think that it's, uh, you know, so I think for everybody, just you know, uh, one, I I I'm humbled that you would actually do the interview from the hospital that your husband is, you know, laying up in right now. Uh, so I'm, I'm I just you know I it, it, this is one of those memories that I'll never I'll be talking about uh, forever, and it's you know when when. When I when I look across the landscape of America, I you know now having you know sort of remet and being reacquainted, I now see the strength in America through you, and and I think that uh, and through John, I mean this is what America is all about. This is what this is what's in our DNA here in this country, and your strength to be able to sit there and do this today is extraordinary to me. And this is what gives me energy. This is what, because I, I tell people that it's exhausting, but you know what? It, it's meaningful and it's meaningful because people like you are just so like willing to to continue to carry the message. I mean, you know, it's like I, I watched, I watched recently uh, the, the whole series of The Chosen and and then I, my my wife and I and my mother-in-law we went and, and my sister-in-law went to see uh, the Jesus Revolution recently, just this past weekend. 
you know, and, and there's two real big things that come out of it. One is faith. Okay. There'd be people that'll complain about the actors and all that. No, the, 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 the big message is faith, have faith. The second big message is that, you know, as I look at, at what, what Jesus required at that time was he needed voices. And in the, in the, um, and I, I, I think it was in the chosen where the, the fishes and loaves episode where there was so many people that showed up and there was no microphones and megaphones. Right. And Jesus was speaking and he needed the apostles to go out into the crowd to, to echo what it was that he was saying, right. To, to repeat, to restate. And, and they were able to do that, you know, and you're like that. I mean, it, we, we need these people like myself. I'm one of those people in the, in the, in the crowd that is just saying what it is that people need to hear to it's not hopium it's it's but it's to it's to be honest and it's to be uh you know brutally honest at times but it's also to restate what we are and who we are as americans right. and that's what you're doing so your strength gives me strength so thank you very much for that and uh, and god bless you guys and and i'll say a prayer for uh for john's you know rapid recovery here and and, and just thank you for all you're doing okay thank you very much I appreciate God bless. God bless you. Thank you.